Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. Great news with Kay on a Monday is going to be at the bottom of the hour. We talk about a lot. Going to go back to the Grammys again to talk about that. We're also going to have something from NPR, which appears, and Kerry will read it and let you know if this is true. It appears as though they're saying Democrats have done a good job and they've somehow embraced illegals being bust to them. I haven't seen that happen. We'll talk about that. Plus, Disney screws up again. And at some point, Disney needs to lose so much money that they realize that they're turning their their patrons off. Their customers don't want this garbage, and they keep on doing it. We'll have that for you as well. Got a lot going on, lots to get to. Kara, I know that you love the the new parody. Maybe we'll do that again. We'll see. Okay, yeah, I'm sure everybody loves it. Why everybody? I mean, you don't love it too? I, didn't I just say everybody? Yes. yes. So you're part of everybody? Mm-hmm. Have you had to take out the picture during the parody? Uh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> For those who don't know, there's a picture of Bon Jovi involved somehow, mm. for some reason, to keep chocolate voice chocolatey yeah. Yeah. on a Monday. Yeah. Let's go. Motown Monday, that is chocolate voice. How you doing, Carrie? Okay. Polo making it happen. Sam in the house. Wow. Really threw that at us. Glad you chose to join us on a Motown Monday. That is Junior Walker and his all-stars. Shotgun. Really glad that you uh, you chose to join us today. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on, and, and I think I want to get into this. Um, I don't know. Let's do the Disney thing first. I think because I think that those who hear about this immigration story from NPR, which is uh, again, if I'm reading it right, doesn't make any sense. But I want to do the Disney story. Now, I have never seen this show. The something. What is it called? The something family. The proud family. The proud family. Yeah. Now, I have not seen that. Um, I mean, I've seen the characters of it, but I've never sat down and said, hey, let's watch The Proud Family. So I don't really know what it's all about, but I would imagine it's about about family, about family happenstance. Maybe it's a comedy. It's animated. Um, and it's sort of, I would expect that it would be for the entire family. But for some reason, they've decided to go full CRT, full Black Lives Matter on us. Fill me in. From the Daily Mail, Disney has been slammed for going woke yet again after a new cartoon series features black children rapping about reparations, saying slaves built this country. At the Proud family, Louder and Prouder has sparked outrage by showing the characters discovering that their town was built by slaves, then giving a presentation to their school. As part of the rap, which has been branded blatant anti-white propaganda, a white character is seen standing on stage with a poster that says, Still Not Atoned. It is echoing the current situation in California, with a reparations board insisting that every long-term black resident get $5 million in reparations. During the episode, the characters, who are predominantly black, rule that Abraham Lincoln had no desire to end slavery, and so stage a petition to get his statue removed. Uh, Disney claims that the show follows the adventures and misadventures of newly 14-year-old Penny Proud and her Proud family as they navigate modern life with hilarity and heart. 
but it has sparked a major backlash. The viewers who have accused the broadcasting giant of beaming woke BLM propaganda straight into your living rooms. Others started using the hashtag Boycott Disney after watching the footage, which also depicts police officers in riot gear turning up at their protest. In the episode, Penny learns the meaning of Juneteenth and discovers a terrifying truth about the town that was founded by a slave owner. A part of the rap on the show, which is aimed at a younger audience, says, and we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations continue. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Once the scene is over, the rest of the school erupts into applause and then a protest over Abraham Lincoln is planned with the characters deciding something needs to be done. Okay. Yes, it's a family. We follow the family. It's hilarious. It's hilarity and also some uh, some deep themes. Um, first of all, this should not be promoted whatsoever as a family program. It's not. It should not also, they should make sure they put some disclaimer that what we're going to say in this show is not true because what they say is not true, clearly. Abraham Lincoln did, in fact, take a stance against slavery in a debate. And again, I keep saying it was with Stephen Douglas. I wasn't there, obviously, but I think it was with Stephen Douglas. Douglas was arguing about states' rights, and Lincoln's reaction was, his response was, yeah, I believe in states' rights as well, but you can't ignore the moral issues with some of those things that you want to do, including slavery. We keep on lying in this country about slavery. And let me just put this out. And, and if you want to fact check me, make it happen and make sure that you do it right. Because if you do it wrong, you're going, to, you're going to be made foolish by me on my program. There are slaves today in this in this great world. Many of them, if not most, are in Africa. Millions of people are enslaved in Africa today. Nobody's doing anything about it. Is it because black people are enslaving black people? I'm not really sure why, but nobody's doing anything about it. Boko Haram, which is a radical Islamic group, they, they're enslaving or killing you if you don't agree with them. And then, of course, we've got the slave trade or the, the human sex trade, which is basically human slavery across our southern border that everybody ignores. Human trafficking, which is these people are indentured. They're now slaves for the cartels. Nobody's saying anything about it. It's still happening today. Let's get to the, to the real deal, though, about slavery. Slavery didn't just show up here. It was sent here by, by then Great Britain who owned us. Great Britain was in the slave trade for a very long time. We started to have the debate about slavery early on. In the 1700s, there were, there were arguments about freeing the slaves, and in fact, many were freed in some of the colonies, then some of the states. Other states decided not to stop it. And again, it was a global thing that was happening. Doesn't make it right, but it was happening. Black people who were free, freemen, in this country also owned slaves. Not every black person was a slave. And the idea that we're pretending like they were is just an incorrect idea. It is just not true. And where do you think the slaves came from? White Europeans didn't show up on the shores of Africa and steal a bunch of people and enslave them. That didn't happen. The black native tribal chiefs were selling their own villagers making a great profit off of the slave trade. That's the fact. So there were, sure, white Europeans profiting from this, black Africans also profiting from this, and also some of the the slave owners were black. In fact, the first slave owner ever in the United States of America's name was Andrew Johnson. Was it Andrew Johnson? No, his last name was Johnson. Andrew Johnson, of course, was the president. But his his last name was Johnson, 
And he was the first guy. Look him up. Now, there are fact checkers out there who want to pretend like the first slave owner wasn't the black guy named Johnson. He was. They make some excuse that he was part Portuguese and he's part black and this and whatever. No, no. It's a black guy. Owned the first slaves here. So we have to stop talking about slavery in the mindset of white versus black. White bad, black good. White bad, black enslaved. Were there millions of, of slaves who were black from Africa? Yes. We didn't go steal them. Nobody went and took them. There was a slave trade. And while you're at it, when you're fact-checking me, look up what, what Islam's involvement was in the slave trade. That started in Portugal, by the way. Go Look it all up. Really educate yourself, because if you're going to take the word of the proud family, which is obviously not telling the truth, you might as well go and find out real history that is not being taught. Abraham Lincoln used the slave trade to win the Civil War. The Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves in the South. It did not free all slaves in America. It freed the slaves in the South. He, he used that as leverage to win the war. Slaves in the North, by and large, were already freed. But some weren't. By the end of the war, they were all emancipated. Okay? Juneteenth refers to the day, and I believe it was Galveston, Texas, when the slaves there were finally told, you are freed in the war. You're free. Because their owners weren't telling them that. That's why Juneteenth, what is it, June 19th, Carrie? Is that the date? We call it Juneteenth, I but I think so. it's the 19th, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's what that denotes. So you have to understand, you're getting a lot of lies and a lot of recreation of history when it comes to the slave trade. There were plenty of white slaves. They were called indentured servants. They never, ever paid back their fare to get here on a boat. And they were until they died enslaved by those who brought them here. We don't talk about them. Tons of Irish were treated like garbage. Tons of Italians were treated like garbage. Look up Italians in, and the lynchings in New Orleans. There's a lot in history you're not being taught. The bottom line is this. Slavery was wrong. When China used slaves to build the Great Wall, slavery was wrong. When Egypt used slaves to build the pyramids, it's wrong today as it continues in Africa. Nobody's talking about it. But the idea that the Civil War that ended up with 600,000 dead didn't do anything to atone for slavery is an idea I reject. Not because my, my skin tone might be lighter than yours or maybe it's darker than yours. My skin tone, my ancestry, none of that matters. What matters is the true history. And what we did was we showed everybody on earth that we were going to get rid of slavery and in fact, we could have had a Civil Rights Act much like the one in 1964, 100 years earlier had Democrats allowed for it to happen. Every Republican voted for it. Every Democrat voted against it. We could have, for 100 years, had equal opportunity for all people. You would not have needed an MLK to die for the cause. Finally, in 1964, you have, legally, you have equal opportunity for all who can't be turned away. Voting Rights Act of 1965, legally, everybody who can vote here. What else do you want to have happen? What was the Proud family trying to achieve? What was Disney trying to achieve by presenting that? To turn young people who are going to watch animated shows generally against each other? 
well, my best friend's white or my best friend's black. I guess we can't be friends. The white guy is depicted as a person who hasn't atoned. The police are depicted as bad people. And we have to hear about how Abraham Lincoln wasn't really for ending slavery, which he was. Did he use it as leverage in the war? Of course. But he's the one that wrote the Emancipation Proclamation. He's the one that that argued that you can't have moral badness or malfeasance when trying to make the case for states' rights. Now, go and fact-check anything I just said. Go ahead. Really find out about the slave trade. Really find out about who owned slaves. Really find out about who sold slaves. Really find out about Portugal. Really find out about the Muslim involvement. Go ahead. Don't just take the modern-day word for it from some Disney animation. If Disney wanted to do an animated program that really told the true story of slavery in America and globally, I'll hear you. But if you want to make it up and turn it into some woke CRT Black Lives Matter BS, then I'm going to reject it every time. And I urge that you do as well. I tweeted to Robert Iger, Bob Iger, the guy who's now the CEO of Disney. I suggest you do as well. And let them know that you're not okay with this revisionist history to make the races still hate each other. All of this is the same thing that we're hearing from the administration, that we heard from Obama for eight years, and now what we're hearing from Disney and other wokesters. The whole thing is based on don't talk to that white guy. Don't talk to that black guy. Don't talk to the Hispanic. Don't talk to the Asian. Don't talk to the Indian. Don't talk to anybody. And if you don't talk to each other, the government can set exactly what the narrative is. And so can Disney and the other wokesters. My suggestion is talk to everybody. Treat everybody equally until their character shows that you shouldn't. And then we will have the strength in numbers to be more important and more powerful than the government, which is the way the system was set up. The government was never supposed to be the power. They, they were supposed to answer to us. And when I say government, I mean woke people like Disney and others that are doing the government's bidding. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Your thoughts on my monologue about slavery and about how the proud family should never have gone there and made up a bunch of lies to indoctrinate people watching it's really too bad to be honest with you 888-941-PAGS 888-941-7247 joepags.com love to hear from you let me remind you about valentine's day being right around the corner guys do not procrastinate like you always do a lot of you procrastinated around christmas you didn't end up getting this great deal on the naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas feel just like our own soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both feel, you're both going to love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. She's going to love the feeling that they give her. You're going to love how they look, how they feel as well. And order right now. You're going to save 25%. You can use the code NUDE, N-U-D-E. That's 25% savings on the best-selling Valentine's Day gift. And also, they're going to they're gift wrap it for you for free. Pajamagram will. That's a good, no extra cost. Plus, you save 25% off naturally nude pajamas, and you're going to get this in time for Valentine's Day, but you've got to make your move now. Here's what you do. Go to the website, pajamagram.com. Do it right now. That's pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your naturally nude pajamas. When you do that, make sure you tell them Joe Pag sent you.
888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. You know, Carrie, the, the Democrats all pretended like they were cool or they weren't cool with, um, well, let, let me take that back. They pretended they were cool with anybody and everybody coming across the border. Then in Republican states, they started busing them up and sending them to Democrat cities, and they all freaked the hell out. They wanted billions of dollars from the government. They were attacking you know, Texas and Arizona for doing it. And I see this headline in NPR, NPR acting as if Democrats have embraced the buses of illegals coming. Fill me in. Yeah, the headline is buzzing migrants was a partisan lightning rod. Here's why Democrats have embraced it. When Texas and Arizona's Republican governors began busing immigrants out of their states last year, they said it was in protest of the Democrats' reckless federal immigration policies. Democrats criticized the tactic as dehumanizing, especially when migrants were misled about where they were going. But some cities and states led by Democrats later warmed the practice, most recently Arizona's new governor, Katie Hobbs. If we're spending money to bus people, why just not let them get to their final destination, Hobbs told reporters at a recent press conference. Here's how the politics of transporting migrants has evolved. People have always traveled within the U.S. once they claim asylum at the border. In the border town of Del Rio, Texas, for instance, the nonprofit Valverde Humanitarian Border Coalition receives immigrants directly from the U.S. Border Patrol Station. From there, they only have a few options for getting to their final destinations. You have to understand the locale here. The nearest major city is in San Antonio. That's a three-hour drive, says Operations Director Tiffany Burrow. A couple of Greyhound buses depart Del Rio each day. The local airport recently lost service after American Airlines pulled out. The nonprofit also works directly with a private transportation company. At VVHBC would typically help recent arrivals figure out where they needed to go, and then a family member would purchase them a ticket. But in 2022, the nonprofits and aid groups at the border had trouble meeting basic needs for the record number of people trying to come into the U.S. per federal data. Buses operated by the state are incredibly useful, says Burrow. Some bus passengers also appreciate the free ride. I didn't know the ticket to get here cost $500. So Selena, a migrant traveling from Chile who caught a state-run bus from Texas to Philadelphia. NPR is not using her name because her immigration case is pending. Selena, who wants to meet up with her brother-in-law in New Jersey, tells NPR in Spanish that when she got into the United States, a guard told her about the free buses and showed her where to get in line for one. Otherwise, I couldn't pay, she says. Uh, That reality has helped shift the politics of transporting migrants, something that looked like a punitive thing towards immigrants done for political gains, suddenly turned itself on the head because migrants are rational people, said Muzaffar Chishti, a senior fellow at the Migration Policy Institute. Yeah, they're all full of crap. NPR is full of crap. That guy's full of crap. Let me make this very clear. It was never punitive against the, the illegal aliens that were coming in. It was punitive against those cities that were talking about how they're sanctuary cities and how they weren't lifting a, a, a toenail. Then they weren't spending a dime to help out what was happening on the border. It is punitive for those cities that have been lying the entire time. Cities run by Lori Lightfoot and Eric Adams and, and the like. And at the end of the day, these very radical leftist uh, mayors in these cities have crumbled under the pressure of a few thousand when we've got millions coming across in Texas and Arizona and elsewhere. The idea that this is somehow a good thing, and NPR made an entire story about it, that was an entire story of misinformation. None of it written by Kerry Lockie, by the way. All of it written by National Public Radio that you and I helped to fund. It's BS. The, the idea that they weren't getting to their final destination as it was is untrue. They were on your dime. And now these states are doing it, but those who are receiving them don't like it at all. They found one person who would say she thought it was great to go to Philadelphia. And nobody, by the way, was lied to about where they're going. That was another made-up part 
of that story. Carrie, I appreciate that. When we come back, it's going to be Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Stay here. Joe Pags.